This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> what do you that's the question. Is that it? That's it. That's all. In life, in the universe, that's it. That's yeah. all you want right now. Because I want, I want a smartwatch. Yes, that's, that's all my I next want. Big thing. That's all I want. That's it. Yep. Because right now, there's only now. <laughs> there's not what I might have in the future if I work hard enough, and there's not what you know I had in the past. There's only what I have right now, which is. Kind of a headache and a scratchy throat. A, yeah, kind of a headache. Uh, just, just terrible sinuses, a scratchy throat. Yeah. Uh, I actually. Uh, and then just, you know. I as soon as I come down Ugh. with anything, or or get like the first, just like that first feeling of like, oh, I think maybe we're not gonna have a clean bill of health here soon. Yeah. I immediately. By vitamin C, which doesn't actually, actually do anything for the cold. But go ahead. Well, I think it helps the immune system. It makes your body feel better, but it doesn't. I mean, well, I'll tell you this: I buy that, and then I buy the the real Sudafed, you know, which you have to go in the county to get. Yeah. Um, and I and I and I demand that, you know, I go up to the counter and I'm like, "Where's the real Sudafed at?" Yeah, where's my? They probably think I'm a junkie, but that's that's. Where's my Sudo? Where's my Sudafedrine? Yep. And I get that, and I take that. According to the according to what's on the box, you know, um, for about a day, along with vitamin C, about a thousand milligrams a day, and then usually I'm past whatever sort of waved over me in a, in about forty eight hours. Always, yeah. I rarely go longer than that. Just on that, I never go to the doctor. I never, <clears throat> I never take any other medications well, of any sort. This has been about forty eight hours, kind of since I've got I got back from the weekend trip. And yeah, I'm going to ask you how that goes. I immediately got back from the weekend trip and then worked 13 and a half hours. Oh, that's the worst. And then I've felt like crap ever since. And it's just, it's this is my, my attitude right now, my crabbiness, mm-hmm. my grumpy pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this if is you just, were a dinosaur, you'd be the Grumposaurus Rex. Yes. This is my <laughs> this is my body telling me you need to stay in bed for 15 hours mm-hmm. and just not be around anybody. Well, and that's what you'll be able to do after this. Basically, right? When you work, well, I got to be working nine, nine to nine to noon tomorrow, three hour shift because you know. Oh, that's nothing. The fact that I have to go in on one of my days off, oh, yeah, that's what annoys me. I'm sorry because other people can't hack it. Oh yeah, yep. Because when the boss needs to be doing something else in the morning, <laughs> yeah, and he's got some the the other guy there, yeah. He can't be left alone. He's got to be babysat. Exactly. They all have to be so babysat. I have, to, I have to come in. From nine to noon until the boss finishes what he has to do up until noon, then he can come in and babysit. So you just babysit, babysit for yeah. for you know. Anyway, I'm yeah, doing man. a lot of babysitting where I'm at too. Babysitters club. Yep. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the same thing. I uh, oh, you can't get it done. Fine. Oh, you know the the fryers have been supposed to. Fryer yesterday was supposed to be boiled out. Yeah. A week ago. Yeah. Because the oil gets burnt. It's a bad product. Yeah, and I just did it yesterday. Yeah. Well, and if you weren't there, it would probably still not be done. <laughs> but uh, nope. I had, there was a, an event at my church Saturday, which I had asked off for. So I was off the schedule, yeah. right? Which is rare. I mean, it's a Saturday, you know, we're yeah. still getting on our feet, that sort of thing. And as I get out there, it, it, it was a, it was like a festival, but there was a stage set up outdoors. So it was actually quite a bit of, a uh, lot to go into it. I had to set up the stage outside and run sound and all this sort of stuff. And my boss calls me 10 minutes before they're going to start playing, right? Which means they're going to start playing. And then my intention was to break down. I wound up not having to do that. But yeah. my intention was to break down and all this other stuff. And my boss calls me and he's like, are you? And this is like, this is probably noon. He's like, I know you asked off today. You've got something. Mm. But if you are available to come in at all, um, you should. Because we had six people call in, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's yeah. But, but and so in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, 
I really want to. I mean, I, I want to be there. Six people call in. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. Saturday, six. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah. If it's homecoming weekend, so we're going to get hit. You know. Um. But then in the in my mind, I'm thinking like I'm being called in to be six people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 what I'm being called in to do. Yep. If I go in, that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, didn't wind up going in. Was out there too late and all that. But still, like, oh my god. And it's just it's it's babysitting. It really is babysitting. You know, I I I I constantly, and I try and do it in a in a joking way or a playful way or a. I try to evoke seriousness, but not. I'm an a hole, because, but it just, it burns the shit out of me when I see when I when 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 other people are working or or drive-throughs backed up or whatever it is, or or we're getting down to. to to where we should all be doing something to get us home, right? Yeah. To close, you yeah. know. And you know, these kids just have their hands in their pockets, literally hands in their pockets. Um, or, or you know, and so I'm noticing these things and calling them out on these things. The other day, uh, there was a girl who was on the clock, and one one girl who was on break was out on the on the porch on her break. Which that's when you're on your break, you get your food and you can eat it. You can do whatever you want. It's your time. You're off the clock. And this other girl who's on the clock is out there standing at this girl's table eating some of her food. Just standing there eating it. Snacking on her food as she's on the clock. Mm-hmm. I just went outside and I'm like, I'm like, there's like four people named Jasmine, so it doesn't matter. And I was like, I was like, I was like Jasmine, are you on the clock? And she's like, she's like, yeah, she just offered me some of her fries. And I was like, well, why don't, why don't we just eat some of those when we get off, Okay. Like that is that yo man, you're middle management now, bro. I that, am. What, what I you am. said there, <laughs> you should have said, "Bitch, get your f-ing ass back in the building." <laughs> That's what you should have said. But no, you went with well, yep. like you know, passive aggressive stepmom. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's do, let's do that after, yeah. sweetie. Okay. Yeah. Come exactly. On. You don't want to do that right now, but I run it. Uh, yeah. Sweetie, come on! You're be- you're negotiating and begging with something that, with a child that that is not a real person or actually sentient yet. It is still, it is still not quite right. It is not n- not equal. Yeah, to what you are. Um, <laughs> well, yikes! <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that hurt that girl. Yeah, is equal. I'm saying that that, that a child is not equal to an adult. Yeah, in any situation whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> so. You don't negotiate with the child. You say, yeah. this is how it's going to be because I'm much better than you at all things. Yeah. And I, I know how the situation plays yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm and you have to learn that sometimes, yes, I will do it. And just simple obedience without thought mm-hmm. is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to the Wage Slave Happy Time Hour with <laughs> your just hosts, about to do Addison that. and Matt, where we talk about um, wage how slave happiness. terrible it is to be a wage slave. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this, though, It's Matt. mostly the laziness of all the other wage slaves. Yeah, you know, that's the big one. How that's I'm much one. better than all the other wage slaves because I'm me. Yep. And if they were, if they were, if, if, if A, if we were appreciated for what we are, bring yeah, to sure, the table, number sure, one, yeah. it'd be way different. And number two, if if all the other terrible people weren't around. Right? Yes, but I mean, see, <laughs> I, I think that I need a lot of, to surround myself with a lot of mediocrity in order... Well, then you that, have done very well, sir, on uh, this planet. I know. In order that my... <laughs> My subtle character qualities of character will rise to the top and be, you know, exactly be more prominent. It's that cream that you that you, that you take off the top there. Um, well, you this. know, I mean, if you if you take a a can of of Coke mm-hmm. and surround it with just like you know, like the soda, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like you can't like normally. I mean, no I one's would, keeping cocaine in yeah. cans anymore, right? Norm- normally, I wouldn't drink Coca Cola, but if you surround yeah. that can of Coca Cola. With uh, pumpkin spice Shasta, <laughs> I would. Is drink it a the, thing? I don't know. It sounds awful. It well, yeah, pumpkin spice anything is awful. I would drink that Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something I would normally never drink, just because all the other options around it are, are awful. so terrible. Yep, it's true. And that's what I feel like I am at my job. You know, uh, and that's I. I I'm not what you would you would choose or want, but the, all the other options are so bad. <laughs> yep, that you that are you just no choice, the number but, one option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? but to pick me. I was thinking about this though, because like this whole wage slave thing, and you know, like we're 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 um, I don't know, and you could get into a greater discussion of like where the poverty line is at and everything. But but, but we have we have a roof over our heads, right? I mean, yeah. and and we're able to you're able to buy um, drugs, 
you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm able to, you know, buy what I want, you know, I've got my smartphone and everything. Um, but it's like, it's, it's, so I, w- I wouldn't say like poverty or poor by any means, but it's funny that, that, but see, I think that's, that's, that's part of the game is to keep the poor man think, give him just a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Don't give him just enough no. or less than what he needs. Give him just a little bit extra. <laughs> so he can, so once a week he can feel as though he has more than enough. As well, though he has, as though he's rich. Yeah, well, this and is the greater discussion that I didn't want to get week, into, but yes. You can satisfy the masses. Well, and here's the thing. You. By making them feel like a rock star once a week. You're yeah. poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. And, and, and that goes even into like, like the biblical context too, but it's like, because you, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay now. I'm actually, uh, I mean, okay financially, you know, I, uh, getting quite a bit of overtime as you know like mm-hmm. i got scheduled like 60 hours this week it's a miracle we're even doing this but you know um should i have to work 60 hours a week to make what i make no like like should i i mean i you know i don't i do and it, and there's not necessarily a gripe on my part i'm i'm thankful for the hours thankful for the money yeah. you know um, but you know, then it's like, well, I would like to see my son a little bit more. You know, I see him in the morning for an hour when I get ready, and he's in sleep when I get home at night. You know, but uh, oh, and, and here's my other thought. So we always hear about like these super rich people, you know, or like uh, you know, uh, washed up celebrities doing stuff to 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 pay the bills. You know, like um, I'm trying to think of an example, like a Mike Tyson releasing poetry. You know, like that sort of thing. That's not do. He's not doing that to pay the bills. He's doing that. Well, or like a like well, a, like the fact that I I paid Tara Reid to rake the leaves in front of the apartment building the other day. Exactly. You know. Exactly. That or uh, like like uh, for example, also the 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 cast of uh, the Jersey Shore, uh-huh. right? The reality show. Yeah. About Guido's. Um, they at one point I don't think it's that way anymore. I'm sure it's it still comes with a hefty price if if you want them at your. Uh, book signing or gala or whatever. Why would you but want a point, member of the I, Journey I know, Shor- I Jersey Shore? Just, your book signing? I just Matt. Just is it a picture there book? Are, there are people in the world that that like these people and they're celebrities. Uh-huh. Okay, you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, but anyways, is it like for the twentieth anniversary of the South Beach <laughs> Diet? Is that uh, the book signing could be. Yeah, okay. could be. But anyways, so at one point. Again, I think this was while the is show was for, still going. Is it, is it is it book signing for oh, for like the, the 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 <laughs> like like the how the to be fish, or, how to be orange in ten easy steps? I was about to say the aficionados uh, guide to sun t- <laughs> or to to fake, to fake tanning. Yeah, yeah. How how to how to not let your blowout make you a douche. Mm. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> all great books. All right. I own them all. Uh-huh. Thousand, My blowout doesn't make me a douche. Yeah. But anyway, thousand and one ways to drink vodka. <laughs> It's only one way. That's bottoms up, sir. But anyways, um, how many things can you put leopard print on by Seymour Butts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. Yeah, I think while the show was still on, I had read somewhere or the just... workout enthusiast's guide to uh, squats. <laughs> Come on, all right. You're done. Okay, all right. Um, I had read somewhere that that. The going rate, like if you wanted the cast of Jersey Shore to be at XYZ, whatever it was, mm-hmm. movie premiere or whatever, or the release of a song, or or usually I think it's like 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 DJ like club events, like if you're having yeah. a house music festival or a house music yeah. party and you want, it was fifteen thousand dollars a head, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, so that to me, like that kind of thing is is. That's a lot of money to like you and me, right? Yeah. Like if we got paid fifteen thousand dollars to go hang out somewhere for four hours, like you and I'd be like, okay, what are we doing? Okay, yeah, you know, like it's the abortion abortion methods anonymous like conference. Okay, fine, we'll go. I don't care. Fifteen thousand well, dollars. Those people, those for people four are in hours. recovery, man. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but uh, that that one lady who was the keynote speaker, she was addicted to abortions. <laughs> had seventy three abortions in five and a half years. <laughs> um. That was That's, a good. That was a good conference, though. Kind of havoc with that reek on the body. Anyways, um, no, but it it got me thinking because it's like like that wage slave thing. We hear about a celebrity, you know, like okay, like like Charlie Sheen when he was on when he was on Two and a Half Men, right? She show, she person, but he's getting paid two million dollars an episode. Yeah. Now to me and you, that's that's a lot, a lot of money. 
right? Like I could do two of those episodes and and be set. And like, he's doing 24 of them a year. Exactly. But I could be set with my life with, with, with two of those. Yeah. But then he... he. I mean, you have to you, know, you have to work with John Cryer, but right. still. And CBS and network TV. But anyways, he gets, and- he gets kicked off the show, right? And then it's like and then it's like he does like this nationwide tour and stuff because somehow he has to make money. Yeah. Right? Like that's his message. But it's and, and so it's it's weird because he's still a wage slave. Right? He's still a slave yeah. to the to, to the yeah. type of earning that he's become accustomed to. Like you and yes, I would be. Yes. If you if if you walked in tomorrow and your boss said, Matt, we don't think it's working out, get the hell out of here, you would instantly think in without you wouldn't have it, w- it would be second nature to you. You'd be like, oh, okay, what am I going to do for work? Right? It yeah. wouldn't even, it would just, it would be there. You wouldn't even have the control over that thought. And that's the same thing that happened for Charlie Sheen, who's making $2 million an episode. Whereas you and I look at it, and it's like, if I was making $2 million an episode, and they fired me, I'd go, peace, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> like, there's no way I won't be able to survive on this amount of but, money. But, you know, he's, been, he's become acclimated to a certain lifestyle. But then that's the thing. It's and he weird, because you're always a slave, no matter how much you make. He has people hanging on and to him, and, you know, being with their yeah. hands out, and he's got to pay a publicist, and an accountant, and a... Financial advisors and the drugs and, and for the agents. whores and yeah, yeah yeah it's just an expensive um, <laughs> from top to bottom it's very expensive <laughs> and you know it but but, but isn't you, that weird you're, you're just right how? you're right that no matter what level you are yeah if you are have to pursue money yeah then you're a slave because um, there is no power in the money there's only power in power yeah and influence and power like you can have a lot of money and buku bucks uh huh. That's the technical term, too. But, yeah. It's a Wall Street term. Um, but you're, you're, you're not really going to get out of the cycle yeah. unless you have power. Yeah. The ability to exert your will and influence to make things change in the world, whether it be policy and government or uh, or mostly, you know, in, in politics. Yeah. But uh, but that was just interesting to me because I was thinking about that and it's like, it's like, no, no, no. Like, everybody really is into that, like daily grind of, of and even whatever you know it's yeah. just weird it's weird even somebody like, right? Hil- like yeah it's weird yeah even even somebody like hillary clinton right she yeah. has a lot of money mm-hmm. and a lot of power yeah first lady but she has to keep up appearances appearances and perpetuate hillary clinton mm-hmm. in order to make the, all those balls keep, keep spinning you know those plates keep spinning yeah um, well, she, that's the funny thing. Like you, know, you hear about her, stop. her and Bill making a million dollars. I think what was it? A million dollars a booking date for their mm-hmm. was it their book or after they were out of the White House or something? Like, and to you and me, we're like, that's insane, you know. But to them, they're probably like, well, we have to pay the bills somehow. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> what kind of bills? Like, there's a there's a guy real close to my life, and I'll get into more detail off the show about who he is. But there's a guy really close to my life who who was on contract for several years. Um, after he got fired, and so he was still getting paid, right? And so he was able to mm-hmm. pursue some other education later in life and other things. And it's like now he's looking at like, oh, you know, um, uh, you know, I'll probably have to move for a job, yada yada yada. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if because I I know basically what the job that he had was getting paid, and I know that he was three year he had three he had three years of contract, right, where mm-hmm. he was get, still getting paid that without working, and he went and got a degree. And then I was thinking, I was like, I was like, sell that house, get get a nice place. It doesn't have to be crappy, but like like a place like I've got, like it's just three stories, just nice little place. You know, you could be there, and you could literally, like I'm not. I mean, you'd have to watch your dollars and cents, but literally, you could live out the rest of your life on what you made in those three years. Yeah. Right, right, right with that with that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, I guess you know, I say that, but. At some point in my life, if I ever had the opportunity, I wouldn't take it, you know, because it's just that cycle, you know, that cycle yeah. of, you know, keep earning so, and that sort of thing. In lieu of the conversation we just had, yeah, the topic we were just talking about, does my philosophy of money is not real, does it make sense? Does it make more sense? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, based on what I just said, right? <coughs> no, in the sense that let's tie this all in and this is going to be a lot like our last episode at least with this conversation maybe we'll cut it short here in a second but no in the sense that if you look at some things in the bible right okay like mark of the beast things like that um 
and where mobile technology is going, where mobile technology is going in terms of payments and banking. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, cause it says the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Pretty strong statement. Yeah. If, if, if you believe that, um, but, but if we're all in that cycle, like I just described, is, couldn't that be described as love? Like it's, it's, it's not a sexual thing. Yeah. It's certainly an emotional thing. Yeah. And it's something that, that controls your every, like I said, if you went in and they said, Matt, get out of here. That first thought, like, I don't know. sounds a lot like love to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know when what I, I mean? When I say it's not real, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, it, it, it only has one, this form of existence. Money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a system of control, so it's not really it's not really a thing in and of itself. Yeah, it exists to f- to serve and be a system of measurement for another system. Right. Okay. So it's nothing more than a system of measurement, um, and it's a negative system of measurement. In in that money, because if you don't have any, you're well. No, in that money is a is 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 a system of keeping track of debt. Money's not wealth. Yeah. Money is not wealth. Um, a piece of gold is wealth. Yeah. It's a positive. House on a hill. A uh, positive wealth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Property. A Bugatti, for example. Is is positive wealth. Yeah. Um, money is negative wealth. It is a, keeping track of, of debt that's been borrowed, and now you hold a piece of that debt. But you don't actually hold anything that has any tangible value in and of itself Away from that system, okay? Yeah. Away from the numbers on a page, that thing has no value. Yeah. Also, it is not eternal. Your soul, my soul, our thoughts and intelligences are eternal. Right. Or at least that's my belief. Um, but money is not. Yeah. It won't be with us in the next life. It won't, won't be with us when we, when we return to God. Um. It's 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 not real, and it shouldn't be something that's uh, that's pursued as though it has some sort of tangible reality. And when I say to people, money isn't even real, you know, I get the we- I oh, get yeah, I get weird looks, and yeah. I get yeah, they laugh in my face all the time. Doesn't bother me because I know that they rightfully so because you're a crazy old man. Well, you know what you know when Jesus said, "Don't throw your pearls before swine." You know what he's talking about. He's talking about don't give your don't give knowledge to people who can't appreciate it. Don't give things to people unless they can appreciate them truly and fully. Right. Um, so, you know, you don't give a 12-year-old... Um, a Bugatti. Well, you don't give a 12-year-old the novel <laughs> uh, A Farewell to Arms. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You give it to the 25-year-old English lit student, okay? <laughs> right. Because he can appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you know, you give the 12-year-old a new bike, because that's where they are. You give a 25-year-old a new Huffy... And they're probably going to be like, um, okay. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they're not going to be able to appreciate it in the same way that a 12-year-old is. Anyway, um, so when I say money isn't real to people, and I get those weird looks, I know it's just me throwing pearls before swine, but hey, maybe maybe they'll realize what it is, and maybe it'll sink in. But the whole perpetuation of the wage-slave cycle, and that everybody, no matter how much money you have, if you're banking on money to give you power and and influence in what you need, yeah, then you are a slave to that money, yeah, and you're still a wage slave. <coughs> and I think we all are. Like I so, said, no matter how, and that's that's also another thing about the negative properties of cash money is that no matter how much of it you have, you are still a slave to it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So Across I think I think uh, the advice here from Tripod One here, give that some thought, would be, um, yeah, just tr- do your best to be Charlie Sheen, yeah, and get two million dollars an episode, and mm-hmm. then you'll be fine. Yep, that's our advice. Uh, my specific advice is that you can make checks payable to at to Ad- Addison Todd, yeah, or Matt Hume, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, care of Tripod Broadcasting, exactly. Send please, those in. Um, please return tripodbroadcasting.com slash support yep uh, so mo- it, because money doesn't mean anything the best thing for you to do is give it to us yeah yep. here at Tripod Broadcasting so we'll find a place for it we're a working hard for it. every week to pump out 
quality content and entertainment. Exactly. For we your are. listening pleasure. We we strive tirelessly, tirelessly and and effortless. <laughs> tirelessly and effortless, effortlessly We're very tired And we haven't put a whole lot of effort into it But we need money Because we have some of it But gosh dang it We need more of it We do need more Yeah I could I mean I could use more Could you use more? I mean Yeah I can use some more I mean that's actually one thing I have to do today After this after this uh, broadcast is done I have to Go get go, yourself some money Go get pick up the old paycheck And go to the old You know Go to the old building and loan Go to the old Jewish temple and uh, cash it. <laughs> Here's a story from The Guardian, the real story. We haven't covered real stories in a few episodes. Or did we last time? We didn't last time. We, mm. just, we had that weird esoteric conversation about magic in the universe. Yeah. Which was a great conversation, by the way. As I was listening to it when I edited it, that was, that was interesting. I liked that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, but this is from The Guardian. <laughs> here, here, here's that line. It's opinion, I'm sure. Um, Jeb Bush is the ultimate anti-internet cam- candidate. Mm-hmm. Again, from The Guardian, do you want to live in a country where internet service providers can slow down and censor your internet traffic at will, where the NSA has vastly more power than it does today, and where end-to-end encryption may be illegal? Then Jeb Bush is the Republican presidential contender for you. He has positioned himself as the anti-internet candidate in an election where internet rights have never mattered more. A lot of the White House candidates have made worrying comments about the future of surveillance and the internet, from Chris Christie's bizarre vow to track 10 million people like FedEx packages, to Hillary Clinton's waffling on encryption backdoors. But Jeb Bush's deliberate campaign to roll back internet rights is the perfect storm of awful. Bush proudly stated on his campaign website this week that he would axe the FCC's important net neutrality rules, a hard-fought grassroots victory from earlier this year by internet rights activists almost a decade in the making. As the New York Times described it at the time, the net neutrality rules are, quote, intended to ensure that no content is blocked and the internet is not divided into pay-to-play fast lanes for internet and media companies that can afford it and slow lanes for everyone else. Uh, Instead of viewing the FCC's net neutrality rules as a safeguard to consumers, Bush is framing it is framing it as a way to sandbag ISPs out of their rightful profit margins with no upside for people using their services. That is insane to me. Because the concept that like the concept of that net neutrality is so foolishly simple. Yeah. To anyone to anyone I mean we all we all have grown up with uh, or now, or now living in, you know, okay, how much data do I have in my cell phone plan, and how much, you know, I can do this on my internet, and I know when it's slow, right? Because I can yeah. feel that, like yeah. it's a presence, you know, like oh, this won't load, or that won't load, or you my can feel your won't. your level of midichlorians dropping, yeah, like exactly. forces weakening around you, exactly. And uh, so we all know like what that is, and and he- here's this legislation, Some damn bull is what it is. <laughs> Here's this legislation, first one in 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 a uh, first legislation I've heard of in recent memory that I remotely agree with. I could say that mm-hmm. that that keeps ISPs from being able to pay and and content providers from being able to pay ISPs and things like that. I mean, just exactly what we need, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's <laughs> so foolishly simple to me. I don't understand. We're, we're never going to have a neutral net again, man. We'll have one now. We're never going to have well, one. Well, thanks, ever thanks again. to Jeb Bush, but um, unless you go in the dark net, and then if you go in the dark net, you're a terrorist. You know? Yeah, it's true. I'm on the dark net though, occasionally. occasionally. Uh, I've occasionally. only been on there once or twice. Um, but, really? Yeah, just to see, kind of, just to go on there and see what's up. You it was, like how to get on the dark net? Because I want to be able to get on the dark net. Matt, like, be honest, it it was a dry spell, and you were pricing weed. Just you can say that. No, it's fine. This no, is a, this is a wasn't. public broadcast. It's fine. Yeah. I wasn't. I believe that's what you were doing. Um, but also, even if you're going to explore that sort of thing, you need to be very careful, and I recommend a virtual machine as well. But we can get into that later. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that from your home internet, brother. It's not safe. <laughs> it's not safe, man. I don't care how neutral it is. They'll, I mean, when you have a boot coming to your front door. Mm. Mm, a boot? Mm-hmm, a boot. Is there? Is it just the boot, or is it a, a well, whole guy it, it, in the boot? It's, it's attached to a very mean, probably white man. Oh. Yeah. And well, he's, at least he's white. Then he's carrying a firearm. Oh, yeah. Okay. He has a firearm. Does he also have a badge? He does. Motherfucker, get out of here, dude! Like that's <laughs> serious. That's dangerous. Yeah, he has a badge. 
that's dangerous. He is a badge. Like an angry white guy with just like a gun, like that's no big deal. Like, right. Because I can calm him down and be like, you know, use logic and reason in order to get him to see a situation yeah. from, you know, a third point of view and not just simply be a rapid dog. But if he's got a gun and he's white and he has a badge, it's game over. Oh, man, dude, you're effed in the A. <laughs> uh, how do you mean? Um, anyways, so, so, okay. So net neutrality, it's never, it's never going to happen. The internet is controlled. You know why? Because the internet is a form of media and you can get all sorts of information on the internet. Well, they don't want us to have all the information. They only want us to have specific amounts of information that mm-hmm. back up the narrative story that the government is telling us that we're all heroes because we're Americans. And every time we <laughs> bob a medical clinic clinic uh, in Afghanistan, it's because oh, yeah. we're fighting terrorists. Do you want to cover that, by the so, way? Uh, yeah, I was reading a little bit about it. Um, but, but yeah, it's just the same way that you know CNN kind of used to report the news, and then now they don't. don't now they're just shields for the government. Did, but <laughs> um, you know, back when CBS and NBC used to kind of support, you know, actually investigate things. Exactly, yeah. and now they don't because they're just shields for the government. Yeah. They want the internet to be an, just one big shill for the government. So the only information that you have access to is one that paints uh, a lovely, the, lovely picture. That one that that falls in line with the narrative, the the narrative prop of propaganda that they have, uh, you know, produced already. That they've adopted. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the bombing. Yeah, this of, medical clinic issue. I, I saw some headlines and stuff. Not sure the details. I don't know if you are. Ten doctors, six patients, two of which were children, were were killed in a. Um, airstrike against a Doctors Without Borders hospital in Afghanistan um, in Kudan. And this was by mistake? Or, like, what was the... This was four days ago, um, five five days ago, mm-hmm. um, allegedly by mistake. But the uh, United States military has changed its story now and details of its story four times. Four times? Four different people have come forward and given four different... <sighs> completely different narratives? Not completely different narrative, but the details yeah. of the narrative have changed. Like, the yeah. first they said it was one type of plane, uh-huh. now it's a different type of plane. Um, at first it said that the pilot was not able to get visual confirmation before he had to fire. Uh-huh. Or drop but this But it was in a, C, uh, a C-130. a Yeah. Which I was it's just... a re- big-ass plane. Just reading. C-130 is in order for them to drop their payload they have to get visual confirmation because it's a low-flying plane Mm -hmm. so that's one thing that the pilot does is they have spotters who first give visual confirmation and so that's what they don't they don't run by radar and a lot of other other things yeah anyway so yeah we bombed a medical clinic knowing it was a medical clinic and now we're getting blowback for it now why that what what Okay, so, and if we have to securely fasten our tinfoil hats... 16 so civilians were were killed, 10 of them doctors treating pa- patients in yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, six six Afghanis, two of them are kids. What would have been the purpose? Like, what is... Uh, they, were, uh, they were fighting rebels in the area. These doctors were? Yes. No, 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 no. The U.S. government and the United States military was fighting rebels in the area. And they, so again, what's the, so, uh, so they, and they, the rebels were at the hospital or what? I'm not understanding. Like what is, what, what's the who, official who, story who then? Who, it, or who knows? No Just, one knows the official story. They're not telling us. Hmm. But so far it's been, the United States government has said there were rebels in the area, terrorists, and we were trying to take out a terrorist cell. And Which, we misidentified the building as the terrorist cell. Don't Instead hospitals of, you know, typically have hospital. like a big H on top? Yeah, yeah. Usually, like they every have... hospital I've ever seen, whether it be TV, mm-hmm. movies, or real life, mm-hmm. has always had a big H for the helicopter. <laughs> everyone I've pad. ever seen, everyone I've ever seen, um, <laughs> or like you know, a uh, 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 red cross on a white background. Yeah, uh, yeah. Identifying markers. That it's a hospital. Fairly, yeah, fairly uh, universal <laughs> uh, symbols uh, symbolism. <laughs> Yeah. Indicating, no, but um, wow, that's uh, that's pretty bananas. I saw a meme online the other day, or not really a meme, but just kind of an image that was put together, and it showed President Obama, and it said, it "said congratulations to the first president to win a Nobel Peace Prize," and then at the very bottom, it showed a Doctors Without Borders, and it said, "Who has also bombed a Nobel Peace Prize winner?" Um, well, that's because Doctors Without Borders and Barack Obama both won the Nobel Peace Prize in two thousand and nine. <laughs> The Doctors Without Borders. And, and here we are in Doctors 2015, without, and he drops a bomb on him. Doctors Without Borders <laughs> uh, 
That's the incredible. Won a Nobel Peace Prize in 2009. Oh, so did Obama. So, well, I, I, I mean, I think it's clear now. Thanks, o- Obama. Obama pulled the trigger. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Yeah. Obama pulled the trigger, though, because he's jealous. Mm-hmm. That he should have been the only one to win. Yeah. And frankly, I kind of see it from his point of view. Well, Barack Obama. I kind of see it from his point of view. I'm not going to lie. You're close to the, the point of the, what you were about to say was kind of close. Barack Obama was actually straddling one of those bombs. As oh. they fell from the plane, he okay. was on top of it, straddling it. Like a Six Flags thing? Yeah, waving a cowboy hat, yelling yeehaw oh, as okay. the bomb fell down as it was going the Doctors down. Without mm-hmm. Borders. And then he just had like a bailout at the last No, minute. he didn't bail out. He died. He just, up right before, split second before he died, he uploaded his consciousness. Oh, okay. Into, uh, but we do have we do have his consciousness and, uh, and a hologram running the country, though, right? Oh, no, it's just another clone. But, of him. And it is running the country, though, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, God, God. Well, Barack Obama was a clone to begin with. I, I mean, just want to make sure that he's he died was... several hundred times. <laughs> um, Barack Obama was a clone to begin with. You know, he's a clone of the, yeah, uh, the Egyptian, Egyptian prince. Yeah. Of the Egyptian pharaoh at, at Nakin, you know? Of course, of course, yeah. Hey, man, look at the Look, look, you know? There's, it's, <laughs> All it takes is an open eye. Yep, there's absolutely mm-hmm. no, no... An open eye and a closed mind. That's what we value uh-huh. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And only looking at evidence that supports my preconceived uh, viewpoints. Exactly. That's it. That's the mm-hmm. only evidence you should consider, people. Yep. Uh, speaking of CNN. Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. <laughs> Confirmation bias. It's a pretty good dance. Sorry, I'm done. Um, speaking of CNN, <laughs> here's some more Kim Davis news. And every time I, every time I see her on, on, well, I say television, but I mean the internet because I don't... I'm not gonna have television, but uh, she's just awful, just in person. And 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 I I watched her. her I'd hit it. No, not really. Yeah. I watched her speech, not speech, press conference, questionnaire, whatever you want to call it. After whatever the latest thing happened with the judge that said that she had to do what she 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 had to do what she's supposed to do, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, just as she's speaking, beginning to tear up, I'm like, people, people that, people that really think that they're heroes, and and go out of their way to paint themselves as heroes, or go out of their way to be, allow themselves to be painted as heroes, I'm gonna go ahead and say this: most times, aren't heroes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, I I'm sure there's some exceptions to that rule, mm-hmm. but I think most mo- most of the time. Not a hero. Yeah. Just a dickbag. Yeah. Uh, Kim Davis met with Pope Francis, her attorneys say. Mm-hmm. Kim Davis, the Kentucky clerk who spent six days in jail for refusing to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples and met privately with Pope Francis last week during his visit to the United States, her legal team said. Okay. Now, I don't know if you've seen on Reddit, but there's some controversy about her legal team. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Have you seen any of this? No. They apparently <laughs> have no trouble uh, just lying. Just bold face, just hmm. straight up, just, hey, here's what happened, and it's total bullshit. Yeah. They did so with, uh, and it was proven, uh, they did so with a uh, an image that was circulated online of a prayer meeting in Peru that I'm surprised you haven't seen any of this, hanging around our and delete and our conspiracy and things of that nature. But they, they, they released this picture of this prayer meeting in Peru, and they're like, oh, over 100,000 people showed up to support Kim Davis. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what her, that's what her team puts out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, <clears throat> some quick Google foo, um, you know, realized that the image was actually from 2013. I think it was found out, mm-hmm. and it was a prayer meeting. It was a prayer meeting, but it had nothing to do with Kim Davis. Yeah, and it was many years before. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, which. Well, and anyways, that's what I was going to say. There's some question as to whether she actually did meet with them because the meeting, <coughs> again, it says her legal team said, the meeting took place Thursday at the Vatican Embassy in Washington according to the statement on the Liberty Council website. Th- those are the those are the, the psychopaths that are yeah. uh, representing her. Matt Staver, the lawyer for Davis, said the session lasted 10 minutes and was just between the Pope, his client, and her husband. He said pictures were taken and will be released at some point. Supposedly. Mm -hmm. He didn't say when or why they weren't being released immediately. Uh, I'm humbled to meet Pope Francis. Of all people, why me? Davis said in a statement. Pope Francis was kind, genuinely caring, caring, and very personal. He even asked me to pray for him. Pope Francis thanked me for my courage and told me to stay strong. 
The Vatican has said little about the statement by the little by the Liberty Council. We do not confirm nor deny the story. There will be no statement, <laughs> is what this Ciro Benedettini Benedettini Ben Benedettini, I think, a Vatican spokesman. You don't pronounce uh, Italian phonetically. Oh, just roll it off the yes. tongue. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter as long as you gesticulate wildly with your arms. Oh, okay. Let's try it again. Ciro Benettini. Okay. Uh, let me do it for you, okay? Ciro Benettini. Okay, you got it. Okay. All right, good. That guy. Yeah. That was the guy that said that they won't confirm it. But on Sunday during a news conference on his flight from Philadelphia to Rome, Francis was asked a question about public officials refusing to carry out their duties as a matter of conscience. No direct mention of Davis was made. I can say the conscientious objection is a right that is a part of every human right. It is a right, Francis said. Conscientious objection must enter into every juridical structure because it is a right, a human right. Judicial? I think they mean judicial uh, structure because it's a right, a human right. (laughs) It sounds like he's repeating himself. It's a right. It's a human right. It's a right. It is a human human right. Mm -hmm. A right of the human sort. Mm Mm-hmm. A uh, federal judge ordered Davis to jail earlier. Yeah, and then that's just... <coughs> she cited her biblical opposition to same-sex marriage. Idiot. So why is... Idiot. Why is she surrounded by a team of lawyers and PR people who are fabricating these these stories about how she's such a hero and people love her so much? <laughs> because... Because... I'll tell you my theory. Because the more people... Uh, the more airheaded morons out there that will see a story about her meeting with Pope Francis or a prayer meeting in Peru that, that draws a hundred thousand people, right? Yeah, the more people that can and gets a million see, likes on Facebook. Yeah, the more people that can see those things mm-hmm. and share them on Facebook, sure, uh, and feel like heroes themselves for because being a part yeah, of that, yeah, and for perhaps understanding it. Perhaps they even get into some sort of. Uh, um, um, a written altercation on their Facebook yeah. over this, and mm-hmm. somebody confronts them about how Kim Davis should do her job, and they say that it's not her job to do something that's morally objectionable to her. And then, and then, uh, perhaps the crowning moment is when one person deletes the other person yeah. in the ultimate hero's uh, hero's quest. Yep. Um, yeah, it just it all it does. <laughs> Matt smiling from ear to ear because that's true. You yeah. you, you know that's what this bullshit is all about. That's 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 what this is about, because it, again, boiling it directly down, Kim Davis, Kim Davis, uh, it's pronounced Kim Twat. Oh, Kim Twat. Yeah, Kim Twat has nothing to do with anybody who is remotely interested in her story. Mm-hmm. If you are in that county in Kentucky and mm-hmm. you want a marriage license, that's who it affects. Yeah, and it affects it. It affects the state legislature in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Because they need to be concerned with why someone won't issue marriage licenses. Yeah. That's it. Not a national story, not a CNN story, not a Fox story, God forbid. Um, not important. Not important. I think the powers that be see that that gash as... Um, <laughs> Yikes. Swat and gash, though. I like somebody it. Somebody like Matt, Matt bringing out the euphemisms for... <laughs> who can... Uh, British euphemisms here. They see her as somebody who, who is... Is a moron, number one, and uh, uh, clearly, and you know, if they get enough people liking her and giving her enough uh, boats on Facebook, yeah, they can uh, they can groom her for the governorship. Kim Davis, Kentucky Governor, twenty eighteen. I'm calling it, man. I'm calling it. Um, but see, we're headed towards idiocracy. I, the movie Idiocracy. Yep. My where initial our politicians are was... simply morons that are. I mean, they're kind of morons now, but they're simply nothing but. Faces and placeholder morons that are for a system that's already in place that that are just there to appeal to the lowest common denominator. Okay, the most people, but also most people exactly. That's what it takes well, to get elected well, in today's day and age. Um, but in the here and now, what what is Kim? Da- what is Kim Davis there for? Why is she in the media? Because every time that you see somebody perpetuated in the media, and everybody's talking about Kim Davis, we're talking about that f- stupid slit right now. Okay, yeah. every time somebody. Talks about her. Yeah. Give her a little bit more power. Exactly. Right? Give her more attention. Um, but but every time somebody talks about her, you you draw a, a line in the sand and say, people who agree with Kim Davis are on one side, people who don't are on the other. Yeah. Also, you make every moron who sits in a church pew on Sunday morning 
think that Christians are a persecuted minority in this country. Yep. No, they're not. <laughs> nope. They're a privileged majority in this country. Yep. They are not a persecuted minority. Yep. There are places in this world where they are a persecuted minority. Yeah. United States isn't fucking one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. And if you make somebody feel as though they're a persecuted minority, they will fight back. Yeah, oh yeah. And they will join forces to fight the evil gays. Mm-hmm. And if you have Christians and gays fighting or Christian Muslims fighting... Mm-hmm. Uh, you, and they, to be fair, all those millions of people, we should be fighting the evil gays. But but go on, absolutely. Yeah, but it's the good gays that I'm fine with. Yeah, no, the evil the evil gays need to be fought. Well, you need to watch. You know, you need to watch out for that one fairy in the corner with a yep. long handle mustache twirling it, flipping a quarter. Yeah, you know, yeah, looking at you with the shifty eyes. That's you know? an evil gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is an evil gay. Watch out for the evil gays. Yep, he's got a Freddie Mercury T-shirt on it and six 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 tattooed to his forehead. That yep. is an evil gay. An evil gay. <sighs> Watch out for the evil gays, people. Mm-hmm. That's that's this show's <laughs> advice. Yep. If you get one thing from this broadcast, it's watch out for the evil gays. Leave the good ones. Let, let them be. Yeah, no, they're cool. They're fine. They're yeah. actually nice people. Yeah. Fairly clean. Their communities are clean. Yeah. Big percentage of them are white, so that's a plus. Well, there you go, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you get, if you get people... Oh, I took that too far. If All you right. get people fighting these battles <laughs> over stupidity... Yeah. And get them fighting and hating each other just not because of something that they've done or some ideology. Yeah. But because they are simply different. And it feels good. It feels good, oh, Matt, yeah, to jump up on good. that soapbox. Yeah. It fe- and I see it I see how many, it all the time. It how many feels Facebook, good to get in that altercation on yeah. Facebook. You know what how I mean? How many Facebook arguments have you lost? Oh, I don't know. As many as I've won. I don't, really? I, I, I mean, I don't get into them anymore. So, okay. Well, okay. So. Oh, you mean, I think I know where you're going. That's I, you, well, none in my opinion. Boom. Boom. None in my opinion. No one. I always had the facts. Yeah. And they didn't, of course. Yeah. Point zero 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 one percent of the people out there, if you ask them how many Facebook arguments you've <laughs> you've you've lost, yeah, they would be they would actually be honest with you. Yeah. And say an objective number. Everybody else out there says, "Well, I've never lost an argument on Facebook." What are you talking about? Yeah. Or YouTube. Yeah. God forbid. Oh yeah. No, yeah. you always win. Every argument on the internet is always won by both sides, in their opinion. Mm-hmm. I actually, this this brings to mind, and perhaps some of my friends who listen to this will even recall this, but I, I mean, I have something like, let's just do a quick look here. Pull this. No, you you do out. a quick look there, not here. I have. All right, hold on. I'm pulling a up my Twitter butthole. account. I you have, have thirty-two thousand point five. Thirty-two point five thousand tweets. Okay, it's, it's a couple of tweets, man. Um, uh, thirty-two thought thirty-two thousand of them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and one thing that comes to mind is, uh, I think it was a couple years back. I got into an argument with people I do not know. Uh, the primary gentleman that I was arguing with. Um, I never met, I've never met in my life, never met him personally. And, uh, it was over, if you can be ready for this, uh, it was over abort. Oh no, I guess it wasn't over abortion. Not even a big issue. Um, no, it was over gay rights. Yeah. No one really cares about that abortion. There aren't you know millions of people in this country who are passionate about abortion. Oh, it wasn't over gay rights either. No, it was over whether or not animals have souls. That's what this argument was over. All right, and it spanned. I'm uh, yeah, and this is this is a point of shame for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud of this, and it's still my opinion. By the way, my opinion today stands that I don't think animals have souls. Yeah. Okay, that's my opinion. Yeah, and I'm damn well entitled to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this lasted several hours. Um, friends on my side of the argument, um, friends and people who'd seen the argument, and friends of theirs on that side of the argument, um, and other people that were jumping in, going back and forth on this issue. And and I really made an ass of myself for no good reason. Like, there's no, like, like even, at, like, had I made a point where they were like, oh, yeah, hmm, good point. I don't think animals have souls. Mm-hmm. What, what would have been one? What would have been one? Nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. And I look back on that, and finally, one of my friends... Um, so, best, can I, best case scenario, no good is accomplished. Exactly. 
Yeah. Absolute best case scenario mm-hmm. for me is yeah. I win, obviously. <laughs> but and a friend of mine called me out on it, uh, who I have met, went to school with, and she was like, she was like, I should go back and look this up and like screenshot all of it and post it because it's hilarious. But she she was finally like, she's like, your opinions are entrenched, and they are not going to change, and they do not matter. Yeah, it's, it's essentially is what she said. And that, that that was when I kind of dropped it because I was like, eh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. And f- it's forever since then, it's been a point of shame for me. But I said, let's say it's this exact type of thing. Mm-hmm. It means nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. It just it, it just empowered me to have that, oh, well, of course I'm right about this. Animals don't have souls. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that absolutely means nothing. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Speaking of that, Facebook.com slash give that some thought. Give it- <laughs> Shout us out on, on, on the Twitters and everything. Um, no, but before, before we go, I wanted to bring up one thing. Oh, we're not going anywhere, man. Go ahead. Um, the end of the world, Addison. <laughs> it's going to it's gonna happen. The end of the world is going to happen on is it? Uh, September 23rd of 2015. Wait. Two weeks ago, this, the end of the world is going to happen. Oh, um, um, I just want to let everybody know. You know, it it lines up with the uh, fourth blood moon of the year. You know, the tetrad, motherfucking tetrad, brah. Um, is that and it what lines it is? up with uh, with all sorts of things uh, prophetically. If you read the books of Revelation and Daniel correctly. Um, by the way, I'm, yeah, never mind. I'm, forget that little side. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Wait, two weeks I, ago the world will end. Okay, September twenty third. Uh huh. Of, of this year. Two weeks ago, the world will end. Now, how will that correspond with like when will when will we in the reality that we're in run into that timeline? Like, basically, what I'm asking is, uh-huh. how much time do I have to make money, Matt? Well, we already have. Well, you have oh, you have it. you have an infinite amount of time I'm to not make going money to work tomorrow. You have an infinite and amount. of time And then when they, they call to me, money. I'm going to say because the world ended on September 23rd. Mm-hmm. Idiots. Yeah. Faggots. Time gonna, is now. I'm going to watch backwards. Netflix till I die. Yeah. Time is now running backwards. <laughs> you just can't perceive it that way. Netflix and chill, bro. Hmm. Mm. You know what Netflix and chill is code for? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And in case you didn't hear that, listener, that's that's when you get in a fight over what to watch on Netflix. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you slap the person you're with. Mm-hmm. You fall down the Netflix hole where you just browse Netflix, Netflix for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. before you just watch the stupid sitcom you've seen 47 times already. There was a great... Uh, <coughs> The intro to one of the Broad City episodes that I watched last night, they're on the internet. Mm-hmm. And the, the episode starts, you know, plainly enough, they're just kind of on their computers looking at different stuff. And then, like, it kind of fades out or it kind of shows them going to a bunch of websites, basically. Like, there's this tiny little montage. And then Abby and what's the other girl's name? Alana. Alana. She opens her computer. Like, you, you hear that, like, Skype sound or that, like, and then she opens her computer and she's like, she's like, uh, you know, like, what's up, bitch? You know, because she Skyped in. Yeah. And then they both, like, close their computers and look at each other across, across, they're sitting on opposite ends of the yeah. couch. And they're like, oh my gosh, how did we forget that we were both here? Yeah. Like, what time is it? Like, how long have we, how long have we just been doing this? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and so the whole episode is, and so they try to go the whole day without their phones, which of course is a disaster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I saw that and I was really like, I was like, oh man, that's, that's how it is, man. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm looking at, I want to get a smartwatch now. Yeah. I'm thinking about not upgrading my phone cause it's too expensive and just getting a smartwatch instead. And I'm like, oh, that's just cause, cause okay. My phone's in my pocket at work, but my watch isn't. So I can get a smartwatch, have my notifications, and it's just one more tool to just get it closer to just a direct feed into my head. Like I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I don't know if I like that. But it sounds really cool. I really want one. If you turn into a robot, <laughs> we can't be friends anymore, dude. Damn, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Oh, t- <laughs> that was one line that Alana said. And Alana has some great just one-liners or pontifications. Mm-hmm. One episode, she's like, because I-, I watched season two last night. Yeah. So it's fresh in my mind. Enter into early this morning, but she she uh, Broad City on Comedy Central is what I'm talking about. If yeah. I mentioned that earlier, but she's like she's like you realize that that <laughs> matter of factly she's like you realize that that robot human relationships are going to be like the human rights issue of like our generation. 
I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. It's totally like a, social, a stoner social justice exactly. That's a topic. Seriously, bro. It's going to be illegal to marry robots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the Southern Baptist preacher. He's like, well, what if I want to marry my, my dishwasher? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. You know, uh, you can marry you can marry an AI robot, and now, uh, what what about the man who wants to make love to his microwave oven? Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. You shouldn't folks. put your penis inside of a microwave oven. You shouldn't actually. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. Um, what you should do is is never mind. I was gonna go really gross. Mm. What you do is you cut a hole in, nope, into nope, the nope, microwave. Nope, 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 nope. In the You're going the, the wrong direction. You put your penis into a uh, cantaloupe that was in the microwave. Oh. No, oh, there you go. Oh, speaking of Oh, melons, God, what? <laughs> bought a melon yesterday at work, a watermelon, one of those perfectly round oh, yeah, yeah, melons. Yeah. One of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a round watermelon. Yeah. They're, they always throw me off because yeah. I f- feel like watermelons should be oblong. Yeah, right? well, they should, but sliced into <laughs> it and it was all mushy mm. and like... Doesn't sound good. Almost like it, you know how how watermelon will be like real fibrous, but, yeah, but it's all loose fibrous. Yeah, this fibrous was like stuck together, almost like a muscle. Really? Yeah. And I tasted some I, of I it. I think you found a mutant watermelon there, man. It fermented. It was so old. No kidding. The insides had started to ferment. Like it was a. So you ate it and got hammered then? Is the no long no no and no, no, no? I spit it out immediately because it tasted like vinegar. Yeah. We had a lemon. I have an interesting story about this sort of thing too. But the outside was completely fine. Yeah, that's what the GMOs are doing to us, man. <laughs> the outside looks beautiful, but the inside's f-ing rotten. <laughs> it's kind of a good metaphor for uh, for our modern culture. The, the facade of our modern culture is so it's beautiful a perfect watermelon. on the outside. Yep, but on the inside, but it's fermented vinegar on the it's inside. Rotten. Yep. Yep. There was a a guest, uh, I guess like a week ago now, or three or four days ago, who complained about the lemonade. He's like, he's like, just so you know, he's like, he's like, not not a big deal to me, whatever, you know. I paid for it, I drank it, but he's he's like, your lemonade's got a bit of a weird flavor to it. Yeah, man, I peed in that. <laughs> but but and I was like, oh okay, you know, I'll check it out, whatever. I gave it a taste. I'm like, mm, there is a there is a flavor of, of suspect mm. there. Come to find out, some idiot turned off the refrigeration and lemonade machines, you know, so. Keeps them from being fresh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, well, shoot, should I dump this whole thing out? Is it just, you know, what, can I dump more in there and just, uh, it's not a big deal, you know, dump some fresh in there, we'll be fine. Yeah. You know, so then I have another cup and I'm like, I'm like, no, that's, that's, uh, take another big long sip and I'm like, no, that's, that's started to ferment. That's, yeah. that's, that's been there. And then I was thinking, I was like, I could just like let it go for another few hours and then it's just, it's just Mike's hard. And then it's somebody else's problem. Well, oh, Mike's I mean, I was hard about Mike's hard lemonade. I thought, I thought you said it's Mike's hard problem. Oh Something no like no that, no! You know, it's no. Mike, the guy. Mike's hard. He's yeah, the the, the terrible lemonade. He's the guy who malted, he's the guy who works drink. after you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's a black guy, but he's he's you know he's he's got his life on track. You know he's a manager now. Yeah. Uh, but he's, and that's the phrase. If ever I'm leaving something for him, we just call. Well, that's Mike's hard. Yeah. He's well. He's Mike. His name's Mike, but you know he's he's hard and he's from the streets, but he's doing it you know the corporate way, built yeah. going up the ladder. They call him Mike's hard. Mike is hard, and you can't talk about Mike without talking about how hard he is. You know, all the time, just hard all the time. Oh, yeah. He's doing it. He's he's moving up in the world. Moving up in the world directly. Big up. things. Big things. Only the biggest things. All right. Well, uh, I've got an errand to run, and Matt wants to sleep for fifteen hours. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen because I feel like I feel like these things will wake me up. I mean, I had a little bit of a, that monster there, but these things will wake me up intellectually speaking. Yeah, and and you'll get your mind running. Um, like last time, the conversation we had last time, I was going for like three days on that dude. Yeah, just thinking about like, oh, what's up with the universe, man? Hmm. What's the mysteries of the universe are just that mysteries. <laughs> that's yep. that sort of thing. Yep. So like the one uh, I'm dealing with right now, the one I've been going through right now is. If the soul comes from God, and if the soul is the spark of God that He places within inside of us, the made in His image part. Yeah, the made in yeah. His image part, right? So if that is that is true, and and energy never dies, the physical energy that we are never dies. It simply transfer transfers structures. Yeah, it goes from being 
one type of physicality like when to Zeno another. froze us and dropped us in the mountain it goes from one out. type of physicality to another type of physicality so right. you 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 don't have actual death of something you simply have tra- transfer of energy okay yeah. your the uh, body the energy of your body will when you die will decay and become the ground and worms food which will then become a different type of energy in those worms which will then become type of energy in birds and so and on and so, so forth. So on and so forth, right? Circle of life. Whatever the f***. Okay. So, so if that's true, uh-huh. then then maybe reincarnation is a thing. Oh, no. I knew you were going to get to this. So if your soul is in an image of God and is, is eternal. Yeah. So the reason why you, as a person right now, mm-hmm. feel that you have a soul and a spirit and a mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you've climbed to the pinnacle of creation, right? That yeah. we, as we know it, the human consciousness. Yeah, it's the, it's the latest and greatest. The only reason why you know all that and you have a conscience yeah. or conscious, you you understand the world around you, you, you can observe, is because you have a brain that's developed enough to do that. Yeah. But what if you were re- reincarnated as a rock? You wouldn't know you're a rock. That soul might be inside of the rock, and the rock is being used as the meat suit, or as the you know, the chemical suitcase to carry that soul until it's reincarnated into something else, or a bird, right? Right. A bird has a very limited brain. <laughs> if it, if there was, if the, if the soul, one might say a bird brain. Yeah, exactly. One might say, <laughs> if there was a soul inside of a bird, well, the bird wouldn't know it had a soul. The soul would just be in the bird until the bird died, and then the soul would leave and go into a dog. Or mm-hmm. into the dying core of a sun. Mm-hmm. And then the sun dies and explodes and throws its plasmatic semen across the universe. <laughs> and it, where, where is this headed? And now? it becomes... I'm just I'm just saying that, that <laughs> maybe reincarnation is a thing. No, 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 no. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I'm thinking about it. I can see that. And you've mentioned it twice now on previous episodes... And I don't. Well, it's just like it's the past month that's kind of been the forefront of my mind. My mind, like God and the nature of the universe, specifically the made in him is his image thing. That's been my meditation for the past month. Is made in his image. What does it mean? What are all the implications of? I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that you had a somewhat decent show that was derailed (laughs) by Matt's baloney once again. Yep. Um, Sorry, guys. Matt's baloney. There we go. When when we have our own network, when Tripod is a 24 hour news channel. Uh Matt's Baloney is going to be a show that runs at 11.30 p.m. Yeah. And it's going to be if you took John Oliver and John Stewart and mixed them together and then ha- and then just added like a dash of SNL on top. Okay. That's, that's Matt's Baloney. Sounds Bologna. like a lot of work, dude. <laughs> Can it just be like me on that's the couch? That's why we'll never go anywhere. Like with, munching on with, a, with, of, a packet of Oscar Mayer bologna and white bread. <laughs> maybe a little bit of mustard. That's why we'll never go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, because it, 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 like if somebody called me and said, hey, look, I got this spot, you know, it's satellite radio, so you can still say whatever you want. Uh, you'll do one hour a day, right, from 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 5 to 6 p.m. You'll do drive time. There won't be any commercials, just one hour a day, you guys talking to microphones. You can do it right here, you know, in the St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd tell Matt that, and he'd be like, oh, well... I like to play video games that time of the day. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work, man. And Tripod One is in my Some, dining room, so sometimes my naps go through that time of the day too. Mm-hmm. How much are they gonna pay? Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna pay in strictly weed, man. Okay, when do we start? Yeah. <laughs> well, finally a, a decent connection, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, it's from what I hear, it's been uh, it hasn't been that great for you lately. It's just the time of the year, man. Oh, it's is just, it? Yeah, it's it's time between harvest. Why really? Just weather cycles and stuff or well, what? yeah because you know you have it's a time between the summer or it's a time between because you have three different grows for outdoor grows like growing periods all right so you have your spring grow okay which is like march april through yeah. june july farmer mat and, and then you have like your summer grow yeah. june july august september and then you have you know your uh your fall grow like august september october november um but the time we've we've kind of hit, we got to wait for the harvest from September to come in. I got gotcha. you. August September to come in. Okay, and then we'll be flush again. It's just the, there was about like a two or three week period where 
nothing. I can't. I can't find anything. And I'm a cool dude. Right. Right. People look at me and be like, "That dude smokes weed." I can walk up to a person on the street and be like, "Hey, man, you know where the tree at? You know where the buds where the buds buried?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, man, we know." And um, you know, I don't know. Like, you have that ability. I'll tell you, I I can. I I can find weed, and I haven't been able to. I hadn't been able to find it for a while. I don't know if my wife knows this or not. But I'm going to share it on this show, and then that'll be that'll be our parting anecdote. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if she knows this. I've told other people this. I don't know if I've told her. But uh, when you were crashing with us, right, in mm-hmm. my one bedroom apartment, yeah, before we had a kid, to be fair, but you you were crashing with us for a minute. I had some stuff going on. You were you were between uh, jobs. Yeah, I think right. Yeah, yeah you were yeah. between jobs, and then it just got in one and stuff. Um, but you, yeah, you were between places, and so I'm like, I'm like, mm, just don't be deal crash on my couch, and you cooked, which was great, and everything, and, and all that. And I remember one day we were working full time, uh, just office hours, both mm-hmm. of us during that at that point. And I remember one day we came home, and she didn't notice it, but I noticed it right away, and I knew you didn't have anything, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, Matt, Matt found something. Yeah, I, I I don't know where and I don't know how, but uh, I know Matt found something. Yeah, and I just kind of tucked it away because I wasn't going to bring it up in front of my wife. You know, not that she would make a big deal of it, but you know, I just I was just yeah. more out of respect for you. Oh, well, I also know that she's probably not. She wouldn't be wouldn't be cool with it. So. Right. So so I was just kind of like okay, and I I think like we had a little conversation, and then you were going to go somewhere, or you were going up to the store or something, mm-hmm. or you left or whatever, and then later that night. I asked you, I'm like, I'm like, were you high? Like, are you high? Mm-hmm. And and you were like, you were like, oh, you know. <laughs> You're like, I was here all day, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really wanted to smoke. And th- this is the story, like, as you told it to me, in paraphrase, of course. But you were like, you were like, I, uh, I knocked on the neighbor's door. In, just in the apartment there, all inside entry in the hallway. And you're like, I knocked on the neighbor's door and. You know, ask if I could smoke them out. <laughs> smoke them out. And they said yes. Uh, so I went in and smoked, and uh, yeah, they were really cool. <laughs> That's it. And they sent me with like a half gram on my way, too. Like, not only did they let me hit the bowl a couple times, like, because... But they gave you party gifts. I could smell it. Yeah. Right? And so well, I'm like, and I could, in that apartment, I could, too, yeah. uh, every now and again, and so, and, which was no big deal. I mean, you know, I don't, yeah. I'm not... I'm not been out of shape about that. So people gonna do what they got. I do. went uh, honestly. This is what I did. I was like, uh, "Oh, door answers." I'm like, yeah. "Hey, man, uh, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm smelling what's going on. <laughs> it's been super dry for me lately. You mind if I? You mind if I hit it?" And they're like, "Man, oh man, come on in." They're playing Call of Duty, <laughs> and I hit it a couple times. And they're like, "Yeah, I, you know, we were chilling like for like 20 minutes, talking a little bit." Just and he's, just, yeah. I'm, I'm, he's like, so you haven't been able to find anything? I'm like, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate this. This is awesome. You guys, let me let me hit the ball. He's like, hey, man, oh, here you go. And he takes the, the the plastic off his cigarettes and drops in like a little half a gram nug and hands it to me. He's like, here, man, here you go. Go <laughs> just with a guy. well wisher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just... I'm like, oh, dude, you don't. You're blessing me right now. You have no idea. <laughs> you know, I made a big de- deal out of it because he's stoned. Yeah. So if everybody he, is. I make yeah. him feel good and he's like, Oh man, I did something good. Meanwhile, I'm back in the apartment thinking, Sucker <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's what it'll be like if you ever have mad crash with you. And it's it's fine. That's not a bad thing. I don't I don't say that with any you know, you're a good dude. Uh, you I know. try to give more than I take, although I usually end up taking more than I give. <laughs> you cooked plenty, which was awesome. <laughs> Um, I gotta have you over to cook, uh, just just to cook. Yeah, like not to stay or or to crash or anything, but just uh, you just need to come over and cook for everybody. That, that sells it. I'm gonna come over to your guy's house. I'm gonna make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, I was thinking actually cooking, but you know, we'll peanut, peanut butter and jelly could be the. Uh, like <laughs> do you toast your bread for peanut butter and jelly no. so that it gets all melty no. peanut butter? No, you don't like that. I kind of like that. No. I like that melty peanut butter. No, a little bit of honey. Forget the jelly. Just do butter. Just do peanut butter and honey on toast. All right, I gotta. Okay, I'm well, going to get a snack. That's gotta. Okay. Uh, so farewell, everybody out there in Audio Land. I'm gonna go find the peanut butter. Stay hungry. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.